Welcome to One Word Check-In, the podcast for those who spend so much of their lives checked out. When we live our lives checked out, we run on autopilot and often miss the richness life has to offer. We can become disconnected from our relationships and ourselves. No matter how busy our lives are, it's important to periodically pause and check in with ourselves and others so we can stay connected to the present moment because that's where God is, right here, right now. The One Word Check-In is a common group builder activity that allows participants to summarize feelings in one word before beginning a discussion. This activity requires us to check in with ourselves and names our well-being for the day, week, or season of life. Hi, I'm Pastor Christy, and I invite you to check in. Think of one word that describes what you're feeling right now. You can pause if you need to reflect on just the right word. Sometimes it's difficult to limit to one word, so hyphenated words and phrases are allowed. Okay, it's time to check in. What's your word for today? I will now share a short reflection that's centered on one word that can be used in meditations and self-reflection throughout your week. Now the word is taken from scripture in which I will read before the reflection. I invite you to listen to the scripture for the word, phrase, or image that draws your attention. Get comfortable and open yourself to the word that God has for you today. The scripture for this week is John 21, 1 through 19. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. 
When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, a hundred fifty-three of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. And after this, he said to him, follow me. On this third post-resurrection appearance, Jesus shows himself to seven of his disciples while they are fishing. He assists them once again by telling them where to cast their net. And the abundance of fish doesn't break their nets. Jesus takes the bread and the fish as they have breakfast with him on the beach. Jesus then asks Simon Peter if he loves him three times and commissions him to feed and tend his flock. Finally, Jesus tells Simon Peter that he will suffer the same death that Jesus did and then ends with, follow me. He ends with the same words that he said in the beginning when Jesus meets Peter which is why I think follow me drew my attention. Jesus had already invited Peter to follow him, so I pondered why he offered the invitation again after all they've been through. Is it a way to come full circle? To show this is what Jesus meant from the beginning? By following Jesus, it would include him dying the same death. Following Jesus meant doing what Jesus did by fishing for people, caring for his people, and even dying on a cross.
as compelled as Peter was in the beginning to drop his nets. He had no idea what following Jesus would entail. This passage spurs a lot of questions. I found it interesting that Peter was fishing. He had dropped his nets to follow Jesus. But after a very stressful and emotional couple of weeks, he went back to fishing. Many scholars think his fishing is symbolic, that he is fishing for people as Jesus promised. Some think that he was just taking a break and doing what was familiar and fun. Since this passage is in the Gospel of John, it is most likely symbolic. After receiving the Holy Spirit and the calling to be sent, Simon Peter and at least seven of the disciples are ready to fish for people. They begin to carry on Christ's work, although it is a good reminder that they still need Jesus to guide their work. Their efforts without Jesus' guidance proves unsuccessful, but with Christ, they receive overflowing abundance. I also thought it interesting that even though Jesus shows himself to them, they don't recognize him. John recognizes him first, and then Simon Peter impulsively and eagerly swims to him. He didn't wait for the boat to reach the shore, even though they were only a hundred yards out. Now, verse 12 is so intriguing as well. It reads, None of the disciples dared not ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. But this makes me think of the times when Christ works through people and situations and when we feel Christ's presence during the Eucharist. I mean, we don't dare ask if this is the Lord or the Lord's work. We just know. When we decide to follow Jesus, we learn how Jesus works and know that Christ is present when we see his actions and feel his presence. We may not recognize him at first, but then realize he was there all the time. This chapter in John is an epilogue to the gospel story of John, and it certainly reads like one. The gospel had a good ending in chapter 20, yet this chapter sums up post-resurrection life. Peter and the disciples do fish for people as they were called to do, and Christ is there with them guiding their work. Christ is present when they gather, and he feeds them through the Eucharist. Christ commissions Peter to love and care for his flock, and he follows Christ to the cross. This epilogue shows us what living out our faith looks like, and we are invited to be a part of it by following Jesus. Ending their time together with the words, follow me, is really an invitation to all of us.
Thank you for listening to One Word Check-In. Subscribe or follow this podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends if you found it meaningful. You can also follow Exploring Scripture on Facebook and Instagram. Grace and peace.